you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. Hey, uh, I'm Ruben from the Netherlands, actually. Um, uh, do you know the YouTuber Cosmic Skeptic? And um, uh, I know you two have different views on veganism, for example, but like, uh, what do you think of him? Because you both are uh, atheistic um, advocates and stuff. Uh, but like, what's your opinion on him? And uh, I was just curious because I li- uh, like uh, both of your uh, opinions uh, on church and atheism and that sort of stuff. Can't fucking stand Cosmic Skeptic. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Cosmic Skeptic is a fine dude. I know him. I've talked to him a few times. I've had him on my channel, obviously. Uh, he He's a fine dude. We just have different disagreements on many subjects, not just veganism, but a few others. And that's okay. I don't want to cannibalize the atheist community and just destroy everything and everybody who doesn't agree with me. I think disagreements are, are okay. As long as they're not disagreements on whether or not being a neo-Nazi is okay, or whether or not you know hating somebody for the color of their skin is okay. I don't think there are any disagreements like that in the atheist community right now. Any disagreements I have with Cosmic Skeptic are things that are reasonable to discuss between us. So yeah, I don't have an issue with the guy. And as far as I know, he doesn't hate me either. I mean, I've hung out with him a few times, so. I'm from Ohio. Um, I was just wondering if you had any insight on how, you know, Christianity seems to be like the religion of anti-science, like these days, not just evolution and everything, but, you know, everyone who's anti-vax, like, I've never come across a non-Christian anti-vaxxer. So I don't know if you have any insight on how that came to be or anything. Or sorry if you've already covered this and I just missed it. Uh, but, yeah, I'd love your thoughts. Thanks. Bye. Appreciate that. Um, I think the reason that it seems like Christianity is the primary driver behind the anti-vax, like, ideology is because that's who we're around the most. If you went over to the Middle East, went to Saudi Arabia, you'd find a lot of anti-vax people over there, too. I mean, anti-vax isn't necessarily tied to any one religion. It's tied to ideologies, and a lot of those ideologies also happen to be tied to religion. But I think something you have to take with a grain of salt is, anecdotally, I've noticed a lot of wooey New Age people happen to be anti-vax. That's where I tend to see it the most, except for with the COVID thing, because it's been so politicized. The COVID vaccine, I think the people leading the charge against the COVID vaccine right now happen to be Christian far-right extremists, but the traditional regular anti-vax groups tend to be mom groups on Facebook, um, you know, essential oil peddlers, you know, those types of people, uh, spirit science or teal swan types, um, people who believe in healing crystals and so on and so forth. That's been my experience. I just think the reason it looks like Christianity is so anti-vax right now is because the far right extremist Christians are the most vocal against the COVID vaccine right now. Hello, so my name is Max and I live in Kansas. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, because you have previously stated that um, you would believe in Christianity if, like, just 
the Christian God just would like tell you that he's real. Um, and some people would say that that goes against your free will to choose. I just wanted to ask you, what do you think is more important for, um, like, the Christian God to give people? Free will or forcing them to choose him so they can go to heaven? Fascinating question and fascinating framing. Um, I propose to you it is not a violation of somebody's free will to know that God exists without a shadow of a doubt. People still have the free will to choose whether or not to worship God, even if they know for a fact that he exists. That whole argument to me is nonsensical from top to bottom. I'm really not buying that argument. I hear it constantly from Christians, and it just doesn't make any sense at all to me. It feels like the only people that really make sense out of that argument are people who want it to make sense in the first place. That's just how it looks. Check this shit out. So I get a, uh, an email earlier from somebody, and they say, Telltale, I've been wanting to talk to you. I don't think you're a reliable source. I am not trying to be mean. One run-on sentence, by the way. I am not trying to be mean, but I think this need to be said. All you do is attack the Christian right. I do agree with you because I am agnostic, but stop putting politics into things. I am sorry I took your day. Period. Good day, sincerely, Murray. Sources, mediabiasfactcheck.com slash above. They said, sources, mediabiasfactcheck.com slash above. What the fuck? Why did they say sources and then list that website you know what let's go there fuck it let's go there i wasn't actually planning on doing this but fuck it let's do it media bias org. no dot com slash god good lord above all right let's see this shit here we go god good lord above a questionable source, it's f- extreme left, and it's mixed factual reporting. Here's a synopsis, an analysis of its bias and why they think it's not reliable. In review, prior to 2018, Good Lord Above was a website that published fake satirical news stories that made fun of religion and, and the Christian right. In 2018, they began publishing real news stories that are also denigrating to the right. A sample article headline reads, The hilarious new Twitter account combines the Pope with filthy tweets. Some articles use highly loaded emotional language, such as scumbag televangelist Pat Robertson prays for God to throw confusion into Kavanaugh's alleged victims, so on and so forth. Yeah, if they're representing themselves as a news outlet, uh, then that's a problem for me. I they shouldn't be representing as a news outlet. This is they can represent as an opinion piece and an opinion outlet, which is what I am. Is that what this person was implying, that I'm just like this, like this website? My reporting, I do my absolute best to use factual information. If I'm not 100% sure that it is factual, then I'll tell you that. I'm not sure. Put it in the comments if there's some correction and I pin it to the top. I'm not a news reporting outlet. I'm an opinion outlet. I'm not even an outlet. I'm just a dude sitting here in front of my computer talking. That's it. So you shouldn't be coming to me for your news. Get your news somewhere else. If you want to hear opinions on what I think of certain articles, then come on. I mean, I'm here. I'm talking about it. 
I love talking about this shit. You would be right to say that I'm not a reliable source because I don't try to be a source at all. Don't view me as a source. If I'm a source, if I'm your only source, that's a problem. Now, as far as attacking the Christian right, I do. I do attack the Christian right because they're turning into a death cult. Seriously. I'm not being hyperbolic. The Christian right, the far right, is turning into a death cult right now, right in front of our eyes. That's why I talk about it. Anyway, thank you for the email. I simply disagree. Uh, the biggest of Chungai, is Marjorie Taylor Greene legitimately mentally ill? I can't tell. Well, it depends. Uh, I think she's probably neurotypical. I guess it would depend on what you mean by mentally ill. I don't think she has schizophrenia. I don't think, as far as I know, she doesn't have like bipolar disorder or any of the other things, that, any of the other diagnoses that you would traditionally consider to be mentally ill. But I believe that she is so far, she's gotten herself so wrapped up in these conspiracies that um, at this point, here's the definition of delusional. Characterized by or holding idiosyncratic beliefs or impressions that are, con that are contradicted by reality or rational argument, typically as a symptom of a mental disorder. I believe that she is delusional, full-blown, clinically delusional. I think that she fits the, uh, the dictionary definition of delusion. Now, if that is mentally ill to you, then yeah, I would say she is. I don't think she has a clinical diagnosis of any specific illness, or I don't know of one. But if you consider delusional mentally ill, then yes. I think delusion is defined in the DSM-5, right? Delusional disorder. Yeah, it is. Here's a breakdown of um, the entry for delusional disorder in the DSM-5. If you don't know what the DSM-5 is, it's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition. Um, it is the handbook to help you diagnose mental illness. Delusional disorder is an illness characterized by at least one month of delusions, but no other psychotic symptoms, according to the American Psychiatric Association's DSM-5. Delusions are false beliefs based on incorrect inference about external reality that persists despite the evidence to the contrary. These beliefs are not ordinarily accepted by other members of the person's culture or subculture. Delusions can be characterized as persecutory, i.e. belief that one is going to be harmed by an individual organization or group, referential, i.e. belief that gestures, comments, or, or environmental cures are directed at oneself, grandiose, belief that the individual has exceptional abilities, wealth, or fame, erotomanic, a false belief that another individual is in love with him or her, erotomanic. Nihilistic, i.e. conviction that a major catastrophe will occur, or somatic, i.e. beliefs focused on bodily function or sensation. Because cognitive organization and reality testing are otherwise intact in delusional disorder, it's been described in the liter literature as partial psychosis. So there you go. Uh, a good example of grandiose under the delusional disorder category would be Kanye West, 
the belief that the individual has exceptional abilities, wealth, or fame. Now, the guy is wealthy, the guy is famous, and he's really good at what he does, right? Absolutely reasonable to say that. But he has bipolar disorder. He came out and said that. Kanye West did. And it goes, that's a symptom of it. Grandiose delusions of grandeur. Uh, he says not that he's really good, that he's the best. That's what he says. He's the best. That The best there is. That is a good example of delusions of grandeur. Now, I would say in Marjorie Taylor Greene's case, let me look through here. I would say persecutory delusions definitely apply. Belief that one's going to be harmed by an, an individual organization or group. Um, and nihilistic, a conviction that a major catastrophe will occur. Uh, at least those two apply in Marjorie Taylor Greene's case. So is Marjorie Taylor Greene mentally ill? I would say yes. She has delusional disorder as defined by the DSM-5. And under that category, she has persecutory delusions and nihilistic delusions. Ailmar, treats for your kitties in memory of my kitty. Rip, honey. May 22nd, 2021. Man, I'm sorry. I, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's rough. That is a rough situation to deal with. Uh, I've heard that it helps getting another pet shortly thereafter. Don't jump into anything you're not prepared for, but that could help. I know losing pets fucking sucks. I lost my cat when I was younger. Um, it was pretty sad. When my parents kicked me out of the house, they took my cat that I'd had since I was eight, nine, ten years old. They took him to the pound, and they didn't even want to tell me because they didn't want to call me and talk to me because I'm disfellowship. so they just did it. So as soon as I found out, I went to the pound and picked him right up, brought him home, but he got distemperment. Is that what it's called? Distemper, distemperment or whatever, where they won't eat and they get really sick and emaciated and then he just died one night shortly after. It's so fucking sad. Man. It was heartbreaking. I was there when he died. Part of me, after my cat died, I wondered if it was a... I wondered if it was worth it to get a pet at all anymore because it's definitely, for sure, going to die before me, right? I mean, cats' lifespans are usually about 18 years, 15 to 18, and I've got a solid 50 years ahead of me, probably. So I'm going to lose him one day. I'm going to lose him. Is it worth the pain? That that was my question. Rhetorical, I guess. I You know... I guess I decided it is, because I have another cat. I felt that it would be beneficial to Kylie to grow up with a, a pet. So I got another cat. Um, but it's rough. It fucking sucks, and I'm so sorry that you had to deal with that. We'll make it through together. And I will give my kitties treats in, in memory of honey. When we come back, we're going to talk about vaccine hesitancy taking a bizarre and sad turn. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media. Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com.
The first article I wanted to talk about is titled Rick Wiles, Vaccines Are Part of a Genocide Plot to Kill Stupid People. This is on the Friendly Atheist website written by Hemant Mehta. So let's give it a read and see what it says. Right-wing pundit and professional anti-Semite Rick Wiles has spent the past year denying the seriousness of COVID. He's called for the torture of Dr. Anthony Fauci, supposedly paid the legal fines for Orthodox Jews who held a large in-person gathering in defiance of local COVID restrictions, and called on Christians to rise up over Bill Gates for some reason. Uh, something I want to point out before moving on, um, there is a video that we're going to watch with this, but I bet you noticed that Hemant Mehta made note of the fact that he is an anti-Semite and also paid the legal fines for Orthodox Jews. How is that possible? How is it that this guy is anti-Semitic and also supports Jewish people? Why? What's going on with that? The reason that this phenomenon exists is because Christians, far-right extremist Christians, need Israel and the Jews to exist for the rapture to come. Before Armageddon takes place, they need the, the, they need the Jews to live in Israel and to be prospering, according to the Bible, like according to their interpretation of it. They need that to be the case. However, they are far-right extremists, and along with that comes all kinds of conspiracy theories about Jewish space lasers and, you know, Jewish control of the media and all of that other shit. All of the shit that Marjorie Taylor Greene has spent the past 10, 15, 20 years talking about. You guys remember when Marjorie Taylor Greene came out and talked about Jewish space lasers? It seems nonsensical to say that she's anti-Semitic when she supports Israel so strongly. But that's what it is. That's part of their ideology. They believe that there's this big Jewish conspiracy and, simultaneously, need Israel to exist and Jews to exist for the rapture to come. So, anyways, with that being said, let's finish reading this section of the article and then watch the clip with it. And now he's saying vaccines are part of a genocide plot. Let's watch the clip where he actually said that and see what he had to say. I am not going to be vaccinated. Mm, I join you in that. I, I'm going to be one of the survivors. I'm going to survive the genocide. Okay, now this is an entirely new level, right? What the fuck is this guy talking about? I am not going to allow the uh, COVID maniacs uh, to convince me to be vaccinated or vaccinate me against my will. I know what I'm reading. I know what I'm seeing. And what's that? Like, what are you sitting here reading about this? Is it accurate information? And how can we know it's accurate? What's your process for determining that an article or a news source or whatever contains real factual information? How do you know it's not fake news? Because based on the things that this guy comes out and says, somebody's feeding him fake news. Absolutely no doubt about that. I don't know who it is or what he's reading, but he comes up with some real fucking doozies. What I'm reading, I know what I'm seeing. There is a mass death campaign underway right now. And I don't care what people, they can, they can write any article they want to write about me. They, they can do everything they can to deplatform me. I'm going to survive a global 
genocide. This guy legitimately believes this shit, what, what he's saying right now. He believes that he is going to be attacked and deplatformed and persecuted if he doesn't take this vaccine. And if he does, it, it's going to kill him. That's really genuinely what he believes. So what's the end result of this kind of rhetoric right here? Does anybody really believe this? I found something on TikTok not long ago that I wanted to show you guys. This is an actual TikTok from a girl talking to her dad. Listen. It's not by definition a vaccine. Then what is it? It is, it, it is a human trial. It is, it is genetic therapy. Where is he getting this it's genetic therapy thing? This is all part of another conspiracy theory about it. They're claiming that it changes your genes and all this other shit. It's not true. It does not. Vaccine. It doesn't fall under the category of a vaccine. It's not FDA approved. Simply untrue. The, the FDA granted emergency approval for, the, for a couple of them, for multiple vaccines. I'm not sure which one he's referring to here, but the FDA has approved a few of them, and so have the CDCs and the FDAs of other countries. Why are you trying to buy me off with it, though? Because I love you. Why do you think I want to buy you off? I, I don't want money, though. Like I know you don't, but I don't know what else to do. You didn't do this to Michael and Kelsey. They already got it. You don't you think I know that? Don't you think I know that? Why do you think I'm fucking crazy? Your mother got it. Why do you think I'm fucking crazy? <laughs> My family is gone. My family is gone. By the end of this loose season, most of you will be dead. What the fuck do you expect me to be? Okay. This guy believes what Rick Wiles was saying. He believes that there is, what is it? I, I'm going to be one of the survivors. I'm going to survive the genocide. This guy bought into it. So does he watch Rick Wiles? Not necessarily. Rick Wiles isn't the only person saying this shit. You know who else is? Greg Locke, Marjorie Taylor Greene, all kinds of people are saying shit like this. Lots of big public figures. It, it, it's not even mandated. Nobody is forcing anybody to do anything right now. And honestly, I doubt that they're going to. I seriously doubt that you're going, if you don't want it, you're not going to be forced to take the vaccine. It's not going to play out that way. I'm sure that we will most likely reach herd immunity without these completely out of their head conspiracy theorists. I don't know where these people's heads are at right now that they, they feel so strongly that they will literally start crying because they believe that their families are going to die from taking a vaccine. Your mother got it. Why do you think I'm fucking crazy? My family is gone. My family is gone. By the end of this loose season, most of you will be dead. What the fuck do you expect me to be? Okay. How do you argue with people who are so completely emotionally invested in this? And, and who do we have to blame for this? Personally, I believe that it, it goes a little bit beyond Donald Trump, but I, I primarily blame Trump for this. 
he started this, you know, anti-mask, anti-vaccine fucking bullshit. Even though he said that people should get the vaccine, it was kind of under duress. And when he got it, he didn't tell anybody about it. He has not contributed to the solution to this problem in any way. I mean, how do we deal with this issue? Seriously. Let's keep reading this article by Hemant Mehta. These are excerpts from the video. I'm not going to be vaccinated. There's a, mass, there's a mass death campaign underway right now. The only good thing that'll come out of this is a lot of stupid people will be killed off. This is Hemant Mehta speaking. There's no statement more right-wing Republican than a rant that begins, I am not going to be vaccinated, and ends, the only good thing that'll come out of this is a lot of stupid people will be killed off. No kidding. Apparently, I want Wiles to survive more than he does. If only his irresponsible decision didn't have to affect the rest of us. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have to worry about herd immunity in this country, which means we need Rick Wiles and everybody else to get vaccinated. But the insanity doesn't end there. You guys remember last week I talked about Marjorie Taylor Greene comparing, making that comparison to the Holocaust, basically saying that she was being persecuted just like Jews in 1940s Germany were? Here's the clip. Give it a listen. Congresswoman, I've got to play you this. It's about 20 seconds or so. This is Nancy Pelosi today literally talking about this idea of segregating, segregation, like literally putting unvaccinated House members in a different area. Have a look at this. This woman is mentally ill. You know, we can look back in a time in history where people were told to wear a gold star and they were definitely treated like second class citizens, so much so that they were put in trains and taken to gas chambers in Nazi Germany. And this is exactly the type of abuse that Nancy Pelosi is talking about. Nancy Pelosi is talking about taking you to a gas chamber. Is that what Nancy Pelosi was saying? I, I haven't heard a word about that. This woman is unironically comparing getting a vaccine to the Holocaust. And she's saying it with a straight fucking face. That's not a smile that she has right now. I hear you saying this is just the fringe right. This is just a few people, right? No. Unfortunately, it's a little bit more than just a few people. There's another article I wanted to look at on the Guardian website. It's titled, Tennessee Hat Shop in Storm Over Not Vaccinated Star of David Bad. Let's give it a read and see what it says. A hat shop in Nashville, Tennessee, that reportedly sold not vaccinated badges resem resembling the yellow star of David, which Jewish people were forced to wear by the Nazis, has removed a post promoting the item following extensive criticism online. The now-deleted post on an Instagram account for Hat Works showed a smiling woman touching the front of her shirt to which a patch was affixed, with the caption, Patches are here. The post said that patches cost $5 each and had a strong adhesive back. Hatwork said it would be offering trucker caps soon. Here's a picture of it if you are curious and want to see it a little bit closer. For those of you actually watching on the, uh, on the YouTube channel, this is a picture of it. It is a Star of David reminiscent of the one used by Jews in Nazi Germany. How fucked up is this? How fucked up? Where are their heads right now? Seriously, where are their heads that, that they would come up with something like this? That they would really believe that they are as persecuted as Jews in 1940s Germany? 
where the fuck are their heads? Earlier, I talked about a an email I got from somebody saying that I'm an unreliable source because I talk about the Christian right. This is why. Right here. This is it. Right here. This is why I talk about it. There is something broken in these people's brains. Uh, no joke. There is something wrong with somebody who believes all of this conspiracy shit that the vaccine is going to kill you and all this stuff. Something wrong with you if you believe this shit. We're going to have to address this problem as a society, and I have no fucking clue where to start. Let's finish the article. As reported by the Tennessean, Social media users reacted with the hashtag HateWorks, slamming, uh, slamming the patch as anti-Semitic and disgusting. Absolutely, it is anti-Semitic and disgusting. Either they don't know what happened, either they don't have a proper education on 1940s Germany and exactly how that played out, or they, they legitimately live in a delusion, or both. I have watched documentaries and read books about what it was like in Germany in the 40s for Jews and the comparison is fucking grotesque and Marjorie Taylor Greene making that little comparison like she did she should be removed from leadership all leadership seriously let's keep reading the Instagram post generated thousands of comments, the newspaper said. Such reports echoed controversy this week over comments by Marjorie Taylor Greene, the hard right-wing Republican congresswoman from Georgia who likened measures to mitigate the transmission of COVID-19 to Nazi repression of the Jews, and actually said that is what Nancy Pelosi wants to do to them. Took the extra step to say that Nancy Pelosi wants to put them in train cars. These people live in a delusion. Resistance to vaccinations, mask mandates, and other public health measures has been a feature of the pandemic in the U.S. The Biden administration said this week that 50% of U.S. adults are now fully vaccinated, but among Republicans in particular, resistance to vaccinations has spread. Attempts to reach hat works for comment were not immediately successful. Yeah, this is The Guardian. This is a pretty big uh, newspaper. I mean, this isn't a tiny little thing, you know. I'm surprised that hat works didn't respond with their you know, at least to get their extremist message out. I would have thought for sure they'd want to get the extremist message out. High-profile figures were among those who slammed the shop online. A former U.S. ambassador to NATO, Evo Dalder, remarked, As a young schoolgirl in Holland, my mother was forced to wear a yellow star by the Nazis to identify her as a Jew. It's beyond grotesque to sell this evil symbol to proclaim one is not vaccinated. Where does this end? Seriously, where does this end? This is absolutely fucking disgusting. The actor W. Earl Brown, I don't know W. Earl Brown, commented, I am ashamed to know that I've given these people business in the past. I've sent people there. This is vile and repulsive. They trumpet that they're proud to stand up against tyranny. Well, I am proud to say, go fuck yourself. I'll purchase my, I'll, I will purchase my chapeaus elsewhere. I don't know what the fuck a chapeau is, but I'm glad they're getting it somewhere else. Anna Navarro Cardenas a CNN analyst said, I like to think such stupidity, insensitivity, and ignorance in America cannot be commonplace. The store defended its decision. A new Instagram message said, People are so outraged by my post, but asked, 
Are you outraged with the tyranny the world is experiencing? If you don't understand what's happening, that is on you, not me. I pay much more respect to history by standing up with the fallen than offering silence and compliance. On Saturday, the Hatworks Instagram account also contained a post quoting David Icke. Oh my God, David Icke. If you guys don't know who that is, I'll have to cover him one of these days pretty soon. He is a nutbag, seriously. Uh, the nuttiest of bags. On Saturday, the Hatworks Instagram account also contained a post quoting David Icke, a former British professional footballer. I didn't know he was a footballer. Who became a leading peddler of conspiracy theories, some of them anti-Semitic. Last year, Ike was suspended from Twitter for sharing misinformation about the virus. You know what information he was sharing? He was one of the main people spreading the idea that 5G uh, cell networks were spreading the virus. He was one of the main sources of it. And they took down a bunch of his videos. I tried desperately to find him so that I could criticize him. And it, They were just really hard to find after they were, were taken down. It, but, you know, rightfully so. That shit is completely outlandish and spreading it and helping it propagate is morally wrong, in my opinion. What are we going to do about these people who are so convinced? What are we going to do about this guy? <laughs> my family is gone. My family is gone. By the end of this loose season, most of you have been dead. What the fuck do you expect me to be? Okay. What are we going to do about them? You know, I worry about, like, the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Rick Wiles of the world, the people who have big platforms who are spreading this nonsense. I worry about that. And, and I want to find a way to resolve the problem. But it's gone beyond that. Now it has turned into people actually listening to and believing them, taking them at face value, and trying to bribe their kids not to get the vaccine. That's where we are right now as a society in the United States. We have all the vaccine that we could possibly need, more than supply, I'm sorry, more supply than demand. And we can't get anybody to fucking take it. There are countries out there like Canada and others that are still locked down right now. They can't go out of their houses because they don't have any vaccine. And we have people like that guy, crying because he's, he thinks his family is going to be dead by the end of summer because the vaccine is going to kill him or something. It's fucking sad, man. When we come back, we're going to talk about Greg Locke's shenaniganery leading to complete conspiracy theory. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media. Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. The next article I wanted to talk about is actually about Greg Locke. Now, I don't know if you guys remember who this guy is, but he got famous a while back for going into a Dunkin' Donuts and making a complete ass of himself, okay? Now, he decided to go public with this incident that took place at Dunkin' Donuts and make a big-ass spectacle of himself 
So as far as I'm concerned, it's fair game, right? He wanted us to hear what he had to say in this video. So let's watch this clip and see what he had to say for himself. I'm standing there. I ordered my stuff. I've paid for my stuff. I've kindly, gently talked to the ladies that have talked to me every single day that are super nice. And then all of a sudden, here comes Nazi Skippy. He comes. I'm not really sure what that term means. I feel like it's an offensive term, though. Um, I've never heard that before. I'm not sure if he made that up, like not born under a bathtub. I think Robin Bullock just made that shit up off the top of his head recently. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what he, he means by... Here comes Nazi Skippy. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but let's... I digress. Let's continue. Comes walking out with his little mask, and he's like, Sir, I just want you to know... Now, by the way, he didn't have to embarrass me in front of everybody, but he did, which is probably a mistake, because I'm not a real silent guy when you push my buttons too far. This is the definition of toxic masculinity right here. You know, people talk shit about toxic masculinity, but let me tell you guys what it actually is. Toxic masculinity is the idea that you are trying to be manly, quote-unquote, to the point that it's damaging to you. Like, the idea that it's not manly to cry. That's damaging. Like, that's not healthy for you, seriously. Uh, in this case, this guy is displaying toxic masculinity by getting up in somebody's face over some perceived insult when it was just asking him to follow the fucking rules. What's the big deal? Honestly, what's the big deal? Just put on a, a mask. It's embarrassing when you see shit like this. You know, people like this talk about betas and how beta they are and how not manly they are and shit. I see shit like this and I think how absolutely fucking grotesque and embarrassing it is to view yourself as an alpha, quote unquote. Like, he honestly has no idea how the world views him. He, he can't possibly. And not hide his head in shame. Let's keep listening. Guy, when you push my buttons too far. He's like, sir, the next time you come into my store, I want you to have a mask on. I said, okay, Lord, just help me. May I stay calm? May I not say a word? Okay, fascinating. So based on this, it seems to me that this guy realizes that patience and being calm and nice is a virtue. He wants to display those qualities. Those are fruitages of the Holy Spirit, I believe. That's supposed to be how you know that God is with somebody. They show patience, right? Isn't that one of the fruitages of the Holy Spirit? And he seems to know that. So knowing that fact and acknowledging that, what does he do? Stay calm. May I not say a word? But I'm not a sheep. And so sometimes I just have to say things back. Okay, so he's, I guess, acknowledging that he turned off pastor mode and is now just in dickhead mode. I guess that's what he's doing now. By the way, you'll see a lot of weird uh, splices here. The reason is because this video is really, really hard to find. Not only did he erase it from the internet, but YouTube and Twitter and others also erased it from the internet because it, it was pretty fucking bad in its entirety. I did find the entire like 13-minute clip or something, but it was really, really bad. So. I had to split it up and cut it into sections and uh, cut out a whole bunch of stuff in between to get the full version. But obviously, I couldn't have gotten the unedited version. It's impossible to find. So we'll just have to bear through the weird splices. Let's keep listening. Just have to say things back. 
I'll go to jail over this situation. It is the golden calf. I'm sick of Christians saying things like this. Well, it's just a mask. No, it's not just a mask. It's a compliance device. This is not about safety. This is about surrendering of our rights. Can I remind you, this is still the United States of America. This is so fucking sad, man. Nobody is telling you this isn't the United States of America. It's just a fucking mask. It's not a compliance device. It's a safety device. Be kind to your fellow man. Love your neighbor as yourself. Help somebody out. Wear the mask to prevent the spread of the virus. You wearing that mask could be the reason why somebody's grandmother survives. You wearing it could be why somebody survived. Instead, he's going to sit here in his car and bitch about it. I just, I honestly, have, I don't fucking get it. Where is this guy's head? You, this is still the United States of America. This is not communism. This is not China. This okay, I don't know what an economic system has to do with wearing a mask. Communism is just an economic system where the state owns, there is no private sector. The state owns the means of supply and production and everything else, right? This is not China. This ain't North Korea. I don't live in Haiti. I don't live some other country somewhere where I'm under the guise of communism and socialism. This is the United States of America. Y'all hear me? Trump 2020. Who? Oh my God, this guy is the most, the, just the cringiest fucking person alive sometimes. Let, just for good measure, I, I don't think I heard the last like four words he said. Let's listen again. Hear me? Trump 2020. God, this guy. This is just the worst, man. So anyways, some other stuff broke recently with this guy. Uh, he he's been in the news a lot lately. Um, that, I just wanted to introduce you to him so you know who he is. But there are a few articles I wanted to talk about. So let's take a look at a few of them. The first one is Christian hate pastor brags about precaution-free church service for hundreds. This is uh, by Hemant Mehta on the Friendly Atheist website, writ written March 7th. Uh, make note of that. It's a little bit of an older one, but you'll find out why we're going to the older one first. Christian hate preacher Greg Locke has spent much of the past year pretending like the pandemic never happened. A year ago, he said he wouldn't close his Tennessee church because it would mean caving into fear. Over the deadly summer, he bragged about his church's lack of masks and social distancing. He even unleashed a rant about he, how he needed to wear a mask to enter Dunkin' Donuts because that's the worst thing he's ever had to deal with. That's a video we just watched a minute ago. What's sad is that he's still doing it. He's still putting his congregation in harm's way, and his congregation is still putting everyone they came into contact with in danger of catching COVID. This is what Locke posted tonight, bragging about a large Sunday service with no precautions whatsoever. Here's a tweet. 800 plus people at, a, at church this morning, no masks, no temperature checks, no social distancing, and no apology. And I have no idea why he's bragging about this, honestly. Why? What does he think he's accomplishing by risking people's lives? Really, this is a Christian death cult. He's bragging about how much everyone in that circus tent rejects science. We have to assume many of them have not yet been vaccinated and probably won't even get one when given the chance because they've been brainwashed into thinking a vaccination means admitting there's something serious they need to be protected against. And as we've seen recently, it goes beyond that now. It's not just admitting there's something serious they need to be protected against. It has now crossed into they believe that it's going to kill them territory. We listened to Rick Wiles earlier say this. I am not going to be vaccinated. Mm, I join you in that. I, I'm going to be one of the survivors. 
survivors. I'm going to survive the genocide. Seriously, this is beyond just refusing to get a vaccine because it means you have to acknowledge something is really wrong. And then we get into people like this guy. <laughs> My family is gone. My family is gone. By the end of this flu season, most of you will be dead. What the fuck do you expect me to be? This girl's dad trying to talk her out of getting the vaccine because he believes that they're going to die by the end of summer if they get it. He believes that it's going to kill them. Trying to bribe her, give her money to not take it. That's where we're at now. It is beyond just admitting that there's something serious that they need to be protected against, and it is now in delusion territory. There's another article by Hemant Mehta on the Friendly Atheist website about Greg Locke. This one came out May 24th, so this is about a week ago from when this clip came out. Let's give it a read and see what he said. In news that will surprise zero of you, Christian hate preacher Greg Locke, who spent much of the past year hosting precaution-free services for his congregation in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, told the crowd on Sunday that they shouldn't get vaccinated. Furthermore, he falsely claimed that the elites who have received the vaccine actually got a placebo because this is part of some giant conspiracy theory. Let's watch the clip and see what he said. I have not changed my stance. I haven't softened my stance. I have strengthened strictly my stance against the vaccine. It is not FDA approved. I don't care what Pfizer. I don't care what any of the four groups do out there. Look, if you... Okay, I want to point something out here. He said it's not FDA approved. It is not FDA approved. I don't... Is that true? No, not technically. It is. It received emergency approval by the FDA. If you want to be very specific about this, we talked about this in uh, we talked about this in the last clip. I think it has emergency approval from the FDA. It hasn't gotten full approval, which means it hasn't gone through all of the clinical trials and all the other stuff that a lot of you know medications, different drugs go through to get full FDA approval, but it has been approved by the FDA in a limited capacity. Let's keep listening. FDA approved, I don't care what Pfizer, I don't care what any of the four groups do out there. Look, if you think, all right, now we're gonna jump into some realms for me. If you think for one minute that those political elites actually got that vaccination, you are smoking meth in your mama's basement. That's one of his favorite sayings. Um, this is a conspiracy theory. It is unfalsifiable. You can't prove it wrong because there's nothing to prove. I mean, how are these people going to prove that they actually got the vaccine to this guy's satisfaction? They can't. Nobody can do that. Literally, I can't think of a way that you could possibly prove something like that to his satisfaction. That's what makes it unfalsifiable. He's making a claim that can't be proven wrong. It's impossible. Like, saying that there are no black swans anywhere in the world, right? You can't prove that there are no black swans in the world because maybe, or in the universe, because maybe there's one where you just didn't look. Maybe you missed one. Maybe when you went to Australia to look for one, it moved from Australia to New Zealand to evade you. And then when you go to New Zealand to find it, it moved right back to Australia. It was on the plane back when you were taking a plane over. Unfalsifiable. You can't prove that something doesn't exist. So this guy is making unfalsifiable claim after unfalsifiable claim. That's his MO. And that's part of what makes this a conspiracy theory. Really got that vaccination. You are smoking meth in your mama's basement. Bunch of fake liars is what they are. They didn't shoot nothing in their arm but a bunch of sugar water.
obviously has absolutely zero proof for the things that he's saying right now. And not I, look, I could leave him alone and ignore it and just fucking forget about it and move on with my life. Except for the fact that he is breeding people that say things like this. Family is gone. My family is gone. By the end of this loose season, most of you'll be dead. What the fuck do you expect me to be? This guy believes his family's going to be dead because of the vaccine. Thanks to people like Greg Locke, among others. That, that is the end result of this type of rhetoric. I know some of you like, my goodness, what am I going to... My boss told me that if I don't get the vaccination, that I'm going to lose my job. I can write you a religious exemption and we will sue their stinking pants off! Yeah, okay, so the religious exemption thing, a, a lot of this has already been litigated. Like hundreds of years ago, during the 1918 pandemic, uh, a lot of this was already passed through the Supreme Court. A lot of this has already been litigated, and he knows that, and this, it would have to go all the way up to the Supreme Court to force some change, and the Supreme Court wouldn't even hear the case, probably. So the existing case law would remain, which means if your job tries to tell you that you have to get a vaccine if you want to continue working there, that's the law. You don't have to work there. You have that choice as a free American patriot to not work for a company who wants that anymore. Um, but generally speaking, the U.S. government sides with corporations more often than not, for better or worse. And if a corporation wants you to get vaccinated, if you're going to work for them, then that's just what it is, man. If you work at a hospital... You should be vaccinated, period. I, I, I don't want to hear any fucking excuses about it. If you work at a hospital or some other frontline type of situation, you need to be vaccinated for the people's safety, the people who you interact with every day. We will sue their pants off. They can't do This is America, not China. It doesn't matter. Uh, this has already been litigated. It doesn't matter where this is. We're in the United States of America, and we've already decided on this subject as a society this america they can keep their stinking sheep shot now i'm just giving you a chance for somebody to get on out of here praise god but the parking lot's packed you can't go nowhere no how you stuck till i'm done sheep shot love it uh basically saying that you're a sheep if you're going to take the vaccine so that was greg Locke's whole bit at his church and again this is a really recent clip that we just watched really recent clip uh only like a week old so after all that happens, let's read the article and see what else Hemet Mehta had to say about it. Locke's lying, but it's helpful to show you why that's the case. He doesn't care about FDA approval because it wouldn't change his position. The FDA has authorized all the major vaccines for emergency use, which isn't taken lightly either. He doesn't understand that a placebo would not have caused all those fevers and mild side effects, which was certainly the case for me after I received both shots. Yeah, I did too. By the way, fake liars are actually telling the truth. And why Locke thinks a note from his office will allow people to potentially spread a virus in their workplace is beyond me. He wouldn't win a lawsuit. He's all talk, no action, and the people who attend his church are too dumb to realize it. This is a cult, and he's leading people to their deaths. If he didn't say Jesus repeatedly during the sermon, maybe, that would be, maybe it would be more clear to the general public, but this man is a threat to public health. I'd also suspect Locke himself has received the vaccine. I don't have proof of that, 
but he's the sort of guy who'll do anything to save himself while throwing his followers under the bus, so it wouldn't surprise me. The story does not end there. This is a long one, but it's an interesting one, I think. There's a new article just came out from CNN. Uh, it was updated 10.09 a.m. May 29th, and the title is How a Pastor's Spread of COVID Misinformation Divided One Tennessee Family. Let's give this article on CNN a read and see what it has to say. It's written by Ellie Reeve and Samantha Guff and Lacey Russell. Pastor Greg Locke has grown his congregation over the last year by preaching that COVID-19 is a fake pandemic and the vaccine is a scam. Many people who were eager to get around pandemic restrictions drove from out of state to attend services at Locke's Global Vision Bible Church in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. His following has grown since December when CNN interviewed him. I actually covered that interview when they did originally, uh, forever ago. He preaches under a circus tent twice the size of his old one. He's got big professional lighting rigs and a restroom trailer. He said he's now even more opposed to the vaccine. I ain't getting it. I ain't promoting it, he said during his Sunday service on May 23rd, which CNN attended, and I discourage everybody under this tent to get it. But Locke's preaching on COVID-19 and the vaccines designed to combat it had already caused a rift in one family when a member died from the virus. Coburn Kennedy, an attendee of Locke's church, died from COVID-19 on April 13th. His son, William, confirmed to CNN. Since then, his family has mourned his death but are divided on Locke's views on the virus. I lost my relationship with my uncle over the church, Chip Davis, Coburn Kennedy's nephew, told CNN. There can be no justice for my uncle. He's gone. I think if Greg would find a modicum of humility and just say I was wrong. Not gonna happen. Not from this guy. Like I said, we just watched a clip from last week, and he's still saying this shit. He's still promoting the idea that this is fake and no, you know, they didn't even, nobody's even gotten the vaccine. Like the, you know, the Hollywood elites, I guess saying the vaccine itself is fake, but also arguing that it doesn't have FDA approval. I don't know what his position is. It's scattershot. It's like he's throwing out these ideas and hoping one of them sticks. And, and uh, honestly, I have no fucking clue why the guy thinks that this is a good idea. I mean, as we see, he's already gotten at least one person killed. I don't know if that's the case. Maybe that's the case in his church, just one. But the people who his church members interact with on a day-to-day -day basis, I'm sure that more than just one have suffered, if we're looking in the, the broader sense. I mean... How many people have these 800 congregation members spread it to? Certainly some. This is a deadly pandemic, and the guy doesn't give a shit. Let's keep reading. In phone calls and interviews and family visits that spanned two weeks and included two bluegrass performances, a story unfolded of the Kennedy-Davis clan and the way a mix of music and faith brought it from the coal mines of West Virginia to Nashville's country music scene. Ugh. I wonder if this guy will ever come to the conclusion that he was dead wrong. And I wonder if he will ever apologize for it. I'd be willing to bet no. When we come back, we're going to talk about pastors still, more than six months after the election, believe the military is going to reinstate Trump as president. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com.
The next story I wanted to talk about is, a, is about how many people still, six months after the election, are not accepting the fact that Trump isn't president anymore and still believe he's going to be re-inaugurated. Not just that there was, you know, election tampering or whatever, but that, that he's going to take the job back. So the first person I wanted to listen to goes by the praying medic. That's kind of his handle. That's what people know him as. And his name is David Hayes, I believe. Let's give this a listen and see what he had to say. I think the military is going to see a constitutional crisis, is going to realize that the republic is at stake, the future of the republic is at stake. And I think they're going to step in because they are the last line of defense against tyranny. Now, bear in mind, this isn't old. This is brand fucking new. And this is the same shit that this guy, David Hayes, has been saying for six months, eight months. I mean, since the very beginning of this, the moment Trump said, I feel like, you know, there was cheating, he jumped right on board, didn't ask questions. He just went ahead with it. And when he ran out of explanations and options and ideas for why Trump wasn't the president anymore, he started taking this path. The military is going to step in at some point and take control and put Trump back in as president. Like, when do you give up on this? Seriously, when do you give up on this? If, if the courts cannot resolve the problem, and if the Department of Justice and FBI will not prosecute the, the, the fraudsters. What is there to prosecute? There is zero evidence of widespread fraud enough to affect the election results. I mean, there is the odd person here or there who cast a ballot and it happened to go under his dead father's name by mistake instead of his own name. There are examples of people voting twice. All of the examples that I've seen so far have come from Trump supporters. I haven't seen a single example of a Democrat cheating. I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure there are a couple of examples, as there would be in any country with 325 million like the U.S. has. But it's not enough to affect the results. Let's keep listening. The military is the last line of defense against tyranny. And I think, I think they're going to be forced to, to step in because no one else is going to do it. What tyranny are you talking about? What tyranny are, are you seeing happening right now? There was not enough fraud to change the election results. I've seen almost no evidence of fraud in the first place. What I have seen is Trump claiming that the Iowa caucus that he lost to Ted Cruz in the primaries, I saw Donald Trump claiming that was rigged too. Anytime the guy loses something, he claims the other guy cheated. Every fucking time. And I find it particularly fascinating that not one single state that Trump won was accused of fraud. Only the ones he lost. Isn't that an interesting coincidence? Um, that's, a, that's just my, my theory. It is, it is interesting to me still when you look at things like the fact that Biden has been flying on an aircraft that is not flying under the call sign Air Force One. There are a bunch of other things with, with the military. The salute that was given to Biden during the inauguration was not the traditional salute that the military does for a uh, for the head of state. Um, there's just a whole lot of things. The, the way the military has been interacting with the Biden administration is different 
distinctly different from how they would normally act with interact with you know this is the kind of thing where you have a belief and you work backwards from there it's confirmation bias i, I have no fucking idea what this guy's talking about with the salute and the air force one call sign and all that other shit no idea what he's talking about but i can tell you right now that confirmation bias certainly plays a part in at least some of this he has a belief that he's starting with that's his starting position and he work and he works backwards from there to find examples that support that belief it's so fucking sad dude you guys remember jeff jansen here's another one who is obsessed with trump he was actually fired from his church recently he started this church global fire ministries he and his wife i believe started it and he was fired from it for supposed marital problems or he's they said he left his family behind or some other thing like that uh walking in trump's footsteps i guess so let's let's hear what this guy had to say for himself today is the may the 4th and um listen i haven't been on for a while so i just want to be able to come on and say look it's may uh and uh what's coming can't be stopped that's right it is may so you claimed jeff jansen that Trump was going to be re-inaugurated before the election took place. You claimed he was going to win. Uh, I'm sorry, you claimed he was going to win. He lost. So after that, you claimed he was going to be declared the winner December 14th. He wasn't. Then December 18th. Nope. Then January 6th. That failed miserably. Then January 20th, you said he was going to be inaugurated instead. Said there were going to be all kinds of arrests. In fact... People even tuned in to watch the inauguration, believing that there were going to be arrests and Trump was going to be re-inaugurated. That was their sole reason for watching. Didn't happen. Then, March 4th, he claimed, this guy claimed that Trump is going to be inaugurated. Didn't happen. He claimed he's going to be re-inaugurated at the end of April. He was very specific. April 25th, 26th, 27th, somewhere in there. Nothing. Then he said, it's going to happen March, April, May, June. One of those four months, he said. Here we are in May. May the 4th, Star Wars Day. Nothing. How far are we going to let this go? How far is this guy going to drag it out? On July 1st, is he going to admit he's wrong? Of course he won't. Let's keep listening. Uh, there's all kinds of amazing things that are happening. Uh, and I'm talking about uh, President Trump. I'm talking about uh, uh, him coming back into power, and I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about everything that God promised. Uh, he Fascinating how he's talking about Trump in the context of things that God promised, right? This guy views Trump as a new Messiah, as a new peace that God uses to accomplish his divine plan on earth. Back-to-back uh, -back terms, uh, everything that God has promised with this election and overturning corruption. And uh, sometimes uh, we as human beings, especially Americans, we need to be shown. You can't just be told, we have to be shown. So look, guys, this is an amazing time. Watch what happens. We're at the door. Things are happening. And uh, we're going to see a, a massive, massive turn in this great nation and the world. Okay, so this video that he released on May 4th, this video released just a few days after his failed prediction. 
So at the beginning of April, I believe, he claimed that Trump was going to be re-inaugurated. He said he believed something big was going to happen. I think the 25th, 26th, and 27th, or something like that, was his original claim. And here we are. Nothing happened. So a week after his prediction failed, or his prophecy, quote-unquote, failed, now he releases this video, and he says, just sit back and wait, because it is going to happen. When is he going to admit Nothing's going to fucking happen. When's he going to admit when he's wrong? Honestly, he has turned Trump into a complete martyr, into a divine figure at this point. It's disturbing. But our old buddy Hank Kuhneman actually had something to say, too. Let's give this one a listen. Why is God taking his time? Some people are accepting the results of a fraud gate. Fraud gate? Is, is that the name that you're giving to this election, Fraudcade? Give me a fucking break, man. And they write petitions calling out the prophets. And I want to say, why aren't you raising your voice and saying, look, what about the hundred million? Yeah, a hundred million that their votes are not being counted. A hundred million. Give me a break. Trump and Biden already brought out record numbers of voters. There are 325 million people in this country total, or somewhere in there, like 325 to 350 or something like that, right? But a good number of those people aren't eligible to vote. Children and people who haven't become full naturalized citizens and things like that. A lot of those people are not eligible to vote. So the idea that anybody would be able to muster 100 million votes right now is insane. At some point in the near future, our country is going to continue to grow. We're going to get more citizens. We're going to get more children. More children are going to uh, reach voting age, and they're going to be convinced by this argument or that argument. And at some point, we'll have 100 million voters picking one side or the other side. But right now, that's completely unrealistic. If you're curious, Donald Trump in 2016 got 63 million votes, basically, and Hillary Clinton got 66 million votes, basically. I'm rounding up a little bit here. So there's a 3 million vote difference. Uh, that's a far cry from 100 million. In 2020, Biden won 81 million, a little bit over that, and Trump won 74 million. That's more votes than any other person has ever received in the history of ever, as far as I know, for both of them. But that's still not 100 million for anybody. That's completely batshit crazy to claim that 100 million people voted for Trump. I remember hearing people arguing that it was 80 million for Trump, actually, and it, you know the fraud outweighed, blah, blah, blah. I remember some people saying it was 85 million, but 100 million... People don't realize how fucking big these numbers are, seriously. Their voice is not being heard, not through the courts. You say, yeah, because there was, there was not enough proof. No, they didn't want to hear the evidence. Lay it on me. I'm listening. Give me the evidence. I've been listening this whole fucking time. I'm interested. I want to hear it. Give me the evidence. Oh, there isn't any. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I thought there was. I figured if you're going to court, you're going to have some. But as it turns out, the most efficient way to manipulate public perception is to claim that you have evidence and then go to court, thus solidifying the idea that you have evidence. And then when you get to court, reveal that you don't actually have any evidence, which is exactly what happened. Go to Mike Lindell. You'll see there is plenty of absolute
absolute proof that they stole the election. Wow, I can't believe this guy is like vouching for Mike Lindell. That dude is out there. If anybody is, then it's Mike Lindell. He has got some interesting conspiracy theories Mike Lindell has, and surprisingly, I haven't covered him on this channel. I probably should. Uh, he's an oddball. And you can't just ignore it and act like it didn't happen and that it's going to go away and huh, somehow in 2022 and 2024. No, we need to deal with the thief now, and he must pay back sevenfold. This is fucking sad, man. He must pay back sevenfold. You know what that means? That means that Donald Trump gets seven extra terms because one term was taken from him. How many years is that? Seven times four? That's uh, seven, 14, 21. That's 28 years. That's 28 years worth of terms, according to Hank Kuhneman. That's how many years Trump is owed. And that, seven t that sevenfold thing, that comes from the Old Testament, I believe. I don't know if that's actually what Hank Kuhneman is saying or if that's what he wants, but that's what I'm picking up from it. Wait, huh? Somehow in 2022 and 2024. No, we need to deal with the thief now, and he must pay back sevenfold. Really, sevenfold ought to be seven more years for 45, because you already stole one. Oh, okay, so you already stole one year. So that means that he, Trump gets seven more years. I wonder what he's going to say at the end of Biden's term. Like in 2024, when Biden is exiting office or 2028, whatever happens. I wonder if he's going to claim that Trump is owed all that extra time. Of course, Trump doesn't have that extra time. Dude is in his late 70s, isn't he? Maybe approaching 80 now? Trump couldn't possibly live long enough to serve 30 more years as president. So maybe that's why Hank Kuhneman is going with the lower number. I don't know. Point is, Hank Kuhneman is completely off his rocker on this. Biden didn't steal anything. Trump isn't going to take office again. It's just not going to fucking happen unless Trump is voted in legally, just like Biden was. If, if Trump runs in 2024 and wins, he will be president again for four more years. I don't think that's going to happen, but I guess time will tell. There's another person on here that I wanted to watch, Donna Rigney. She's on the Elijah Streams YouTube channel with Steve Schultz. So let's give this one a listen and see what she had to say. One of the reasons that he is going to restore Donald Trump back to his position, and I feel it's coming soon. I don't feel we've got too much longer to wait. Uh, um, that is because of this glory. It's because of the Great Awakening. It's because of this revival that's coming. He wants somebody at the helm that won't stop it. Oh, that will foster it and encourage it and get behind it and make sure that nobody stops what God is doing. So basically, this woman is saying, Donna Rigney, she's saying that God has plans for this country, and he wants to enact those plans, but I, God is afraid that Biden is going to step in his way and stop his plans. So he wants to get Trump in there to make sure that the president helps God fulfill his plans instead of hindering him. Since when did God need help from anybody? This is fucking bizarre. Either he's omniscient and omnipotent, or he's not. Why are they claiming that God needs Trump's help to fulfill his plan? What the fuck is going on here? It's because they view Trump as the new Messiah. That is why. 
This is a death cult. What God is doing, and he will do what's right. And that's why God's saying, I need my Cyrus back at the helm, because what I'm going to do, I don't want any demon spirits operating through any man to stop. I'm birthing the child of revival, and it will not be stopped. Oh, ha, ho. I love those little sound effects she's given us at the end. Let's listen one more time. Oh, ha, ho. Is that supposed to be God birthing the revival of a nation or something like that? What the fuck? Let's listen to this one section here. And that's why God's saying, I need my Cyrus. I need my Cyrus. I know that may have slipped right by, but I caught it. People say that Trump has what's called the Cyrus anointing, okay? It comes from the Bible. There is a verse about King Cyrus being anointed as some special messenger for God, some special worker for God. And they claim that Trump has the Cyrus anointing. Trump is biblically obligated to fulfill a purpose in God's plan. That's their, that's their claim. That's what that little bit there was about the Cyrus anointing. And that's why God's saying, I need my Cyrus. This is a death cult. These people believe that Trump is basically the new Messiah. They believe God needs Trump to stand in as president to fulfill the rest of his plan. What are we going to do about these people? How are we going to help people like this come back to reality and out of delusion land? It's going to have to happen at some point. Thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen, and I will talk to you next week. If you like what I do and you want to make sure I can continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, you can support me on Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and stickers and stuff on there. Second, you can support me by checking out my Etsy store. I sell 3D printed stands for every system from the original Nintendo to the Xbox One. And finally, if you want to support me in other ways, you can check me out on my other channels. I have the podcast channel, which is where I talk about whatever's on my mind. Politics, social issues, whatever. You can also find it everywhere podcasts can be found. Or you can check out the videos on my main channel where I focus on destructive cults. As it is with most channels these days, I rely on the support of viewers like you to keep my channel alive, so sharing my work is extremely helpful. Anyways, check me out in all those places if you haven't already. Thanks for listening, guys.